Hi, I'm Nicola. And I'm Jay Percy. And welcome, welcome to the, the Afro Animist Podcast. We are two animists and spiritual practitioners exploring the secular through the spiritual, discussing life experiences through a sacred lens. Each week we share our experiences and dive deep into everything in life, from philosophy, metaphysics, obeah, occultism, shamanism, culture, healing, nature, animism, the arts, pop culture, conspiracies, psychedelics and witchcraft. Nothing is off the table in these discussions which aim to get to the heart of what it means to be spiritual and Afro-diasporic in an increasingly sterile and authoritarian world. We keep it real whilst exploring the biggest mysteries of our multiverse. Join us holding this space to laugh, cry, debate, build community and tear down oppressive structures. Welcome, 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 beautiful, beautiful being of the multiverse to the Afro Animist podcast. And you are here with me today, Jay Percy. <laughs> and also me, Nicola Roth. And today we're going to be talking about, can I pronounce it right? Imbolc. 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 <laughs> it's a Gaelic <laughs> Okay, it's a Gaelic word, so this is where the pronunciation is like, uh. but um, once again, we have this question, why is the Afro-Animist podcast talking about a Gaelic holiday? First of all, I think we're both part Celtic, Gaelic. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, if you are a part of the diaspora, there's a chance that 1% of you is, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> also... <laughs> Um, I, I, um, it's quite interesting to talk about because during the transatlantic slave trade, um, indentured Irish servants, um, went over to the Americas and the Caribbean and they took their deities and practices with them. Well, I'm not talking Jesus Christ. I'm talking your Celtic, your Gaelic, you know, spirits, um, Bridget or uh, as She's known in Haiti and um, New Orleans, Maman Brigitte. Um, that was taken over there. And these two holidays sort of fall at the same point. And I am splitting them up as two distinct holidays because technically they weren't always one holiday. It's the church that brought them together and they called it whatever the church called it. And that 1st of February is known as St. Bridget's Day or Imolk, or as it's known in um, Haiti, um, the Feast of Maman Brigitte. So there's a very interesting, interesting history around this day, which mm. is said to be February the 1st. However, after doing some research, um, let me talk about um, the astrological point of where it is in the year anyway. It, sits mm -hmm. right between winter solstice and the spring equinox that's right yeah yes the vernal yes. equinox <laughs> the spring equinox so it's it's yeah. directly in the middle of the two technically speaking the first of february this year it doesn't lie in between so from my research there are 89 days between the 21st of december 2022 and 20th of march 2023 20 20th of march is this year's spring equinox so divide by two and we have 44.5 days 
which actually brings us to the early hours of the 4th of February. So today we are recording and it is the 3rd of February and I think you'll be getting this episode just a few days after. Um, so there's still time to like feel into this new spring feeling if you want. Exactly. The energy is still there. We're, st- we're carrying yes. it over. So hook up with it, basically. I love, <laughs> by the way, that you've work that out because this is something that I always I think I mentioned eight like a while ago that I always struggle with like when the equinox is when everything is because it obviously it changes and it, it, it yeah read different things all the time but actually being able to work out that math for yourself you're a fucking genius I love you so much um <laughs> so <laughs> and actually do you know what that means I've got my I've got my trusty almanac I just got this for myself this year Ooh. Yeah, love it. This is going to help me with all our, my foraging. Um, obviously, the full moon. <laughs> the full moon is on is on the fifth, so I feel like, you know, uh, that feels yeah, it's the like proper Imok. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's what I was feeling like at the, in the middle of the week. I was kind of like it, kind of just went and passed me. But I was very yeah. aware. I've been very aware of this moon that's growing. Like every night, I'm going out and I'm sitting. I'm sitting under that beautiful moonlight and feeling Do you energy. do the same thing I do? When someone says there's an equinox, or I say someone, when it is said there is an equinox <laughs> or a solstice, you tend to yes. ignore the day and you will celebrate it on the, the big moon that is closest to it. I used to do yeah. that, yeah. Sometimes I do, yeah. Like because... I wait for the, the nearest, the full moon or the new moon that is like near it. That's near, yeah, because that's when I feel like, you know, just personally in my practice, that's when you have the biggest changes in those energies so those are just really good points to create different kinds of work you know and with the full moon being on this imok um you know as we're talking about it being you know the begin. I don't know I, I it's not it, the beginning of spring essentially and the kind of movement into into this year um mm. I feel like um, it makes a lot of sense that there's a full moon right here and for us to kind of utilise those energies. of. I mean, ironically, actually, I would feel like Imolk was a planting, a still a planting a seed kind of time, which I would yes. do with a new moon. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's complicated, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Um, but I, I think this, this interesting thing of you saying like planting a seed, the history of the word imok it comes from um the gaelic word yomelk so somehow over the passage of time it's gone yomelk imok yomelk 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 imok imok <laughs> get to imok somehow and yomelk is the gaelic um term meaning ewe's milk so this would have been when the first sheep's would have sheep's milk would have come in um so all of the little um all of that new life it gets its first feed so it is like that the seed is just there and it's just getting some of that nourishment um which i think is um pretty fascinating that they would have had a whole festival around that milk coming in because you know milk is so life-giving and Mm. we really don't appreciate that I mean, I think I think we're appreciating it more and more in like the last decade. But how many times in the past have you seen like women go out breastfeeding or you, you even see it on like videos on the Internet and someone's like yelling at this woman for breastfeeding? It's like this is li- this is life giving. This is the start of all things new. 
it's a literal celebration imagine being able to i mean we can imagine it imagine sustaining a whole human life through something your body produces it is literally the most fucking insane thing for your titty man like it's amazing it's literally fucking incredible and it's a celebration it's a celebration and I therefore I do feel like it makes a lot of you know obviously it makes sense but like it's actually quite a beautiful holiday like in the sense of this like when the lambs are coming when this kind of when this kind of life is restarting this year and I'm definitely feeling it because I don't know if you guys listened to our new year's episode where I was like fuck new year's I'm fucking not fucking new year's in what's 2023 whatever fucking like I'm definitely feeling it as we're moving more now and I did feel this week I have felt like a massive change and obviously I've been doing a lot of like deep work actually but it has I did feel like a movement of January ending and February beginning and just like a kind of freshness I've started the daffodils are fucking shooting up already like I'm seeing so many birds every day I'm at the moment I'm getting visited by a sparrow hawk and a buzzard and it is literally just like yeah I'm proper like proper in my little nature happy nature place at the moment (laughs) yeah what a good time of year I, I love that these ancient pagan traditions before they were like wiped out by the Romans, like they marked every single turning of mm-hmm. space and time. They just really valued the sanctity of seasons, of nature, of life. And it was just celebrated. And I think there's been a whole disservice that has been done to the people of this land Um, because essentially them being wiped out and replaced with this Roman attitude is what spread like a virus to the rest of the world. And um, it's it's just been horrible because then we've also disconnected from nature. Whereas we, we would all have our own ways of marking the seasons and finding like fun and joyful ways to share that with community. Uh, I think that's probably why I love talking about this sort of pagan wheel of the year, these old seasons that belong to this British Isle land. Um, so I do feel like if the people of this land got back to it, um, then we would see a lot fewer problems with this idea of I'm better than you because of this or I'm better than you because of that. I think you would see that subside. 100%. Well, you're talking about essentially the, the ebb and our cultural ebb and flow in relation to what our literal our literal seasons are doing. Do you know what I mean? Which is something yeah. we don't acknowledge at all anymore. And but we all feel it. We all feel different at different times of year and it doesn't matter whether or not it's feel that's spiritual or just like fucking life. Like we all feel these differences. Like yeah. um and not not having as many holidays or you know we've got like I don't know how many bank holidays we've got in the UK but those bank holidays only mean a day off of work they don't mean shit anything else for most people and also they're all like contracted in the first part of the year or the very end of the year yeah (laughs) and what is it you know and like I just feel like there is something in actually taking time to go okay the, the world the literal world no hippie shit the literal world is here right now like all my in my hemisphere of the world this is what the season is saying this is what the animals feel like you know like this is what's growing or what isn't great it's like you to have that space of that connection I feel like is literally life-changing you know I mean yeah. even you know, even if you've got a pet there'll be things that change of your pet like JJ now is about to yeah. lose his winter undercoat 
that is another thing that reminds me all of a sudden like there's a whole next level of shedding in my house I'm like okay we've moved seasons do you know what I mean everything (laughs) actually it's funny you say that because fox is just there's just hair everywhere now you say it it's because it's getting warmer (laughs) yeah 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 they like to fuck us up with that hair (laughs) (laughs) so going back to this imok and um I think I mentioned earlier just the separation between Imolk and um, St. Bridget's Day. Um, she wasn't always a saint. She was a saint when she was integrated into the Catholic Church because the church were like, oh no, these pagans, we're not going to be able to colonize them unless we syncretize mm. them. Um, she was just Bridget. Bridget. Um, originally, Bridget was islands like deity. Um, and She's this fiery, red-headed woman who represents life and death, Bridget of Kildare. And normally mm-hmm. on Imolk, because the two holidays got fused when the church just thought, ah, we'll stick them all together, you'll like weave a cross and um, you'll weave that cross out of like uh, plant materials, the dried plant materials. If you follow our mentor, Emma Catherine Wildwitch, generally speaking, yeah, you should. If you're not, you should. She tends to, this time of year, be weaving something for Imolk, or she's like, she's really good at like marking and celebrating the seasons. Like, whereas Mm. I'll be like, oh shit, it was yesterday. She is just on this too. Shout out, Emma. Yeah, she is on it. Shout out, Emma. Um, Um, I wanted to actually say, oh, can I just jump in? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Is that okay? Because obviously you're talking about Bridget and yeah. how do you say it? Kildare? 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 How do you pronounce Kildare? I asked my, my husband who is half Irish and he's like, yeah. I don't know. And I don't know. Don't speak, speak Gaelic. Um. <laughs> it was just a shrug. Like, Kildare. So this place in, in Ireland. So it's just really interesting because the thing that I know mostly about Bridget is that obviously she's one of the main goddesses that we would work with in, in the British Isles pre-Christianity, mm-hmm. but also that pre-Christianity, there was a flame burning um, in Kildare. Did you read about this? No, I didn't. No. Um, so she, they're saying that she built her minist- monastery and church in Kildare and then continued a custom of keeping her fire alight. So this is the light of, of Bridget. Um, and they say that this survived. So pre-Romans to um, the 16th century, when they when they came in and they suppressed all the monasteries. So this flame was continuously burning in, wow. in um, honor of Bridget. Um, and then in 1993, they relit the, fr- the flame. And there's now this like, m- m- these sisters, the sisters of Bridget basically in Ireland where you can go and you can actually be with this magical, amazing. I just think it's like the most beautiful Bridget. thing, the continuation <laughs> of that babes you know what i'm thinking but it's just like we have so little in this country of continuation do you know what i mean we don't know what came before like we've got all these different ideas and then all the stories are different then people will be like you're just speaking shit like there's just it's very hard no direct lineage at all our lineage is the fucking tudors like do you know what i mean it's that so um, died i don't care i don't care who was fucking who I, I care about bridget like, you know, well, this is it flame. if we if we cared less about who was fucking who the world would be a better place we were talking about this last episode <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I just, it's, it's a beautiful thing because this is one place actually where the lineage of the British Isles has, they're, they're, they're bringing it back or they've, they've created this space. They've brought this space back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we need to go on a road trip. Anyone want to come on a road trip with us? Yeah, let's All the witchy let's places like a, of the UK. Yeah, <laughs> pilgrimage of the witchy places of Ireland. I think that would be it will, fabulous. No, it will take time. You know that. Yeah. That journey will take time. That won't be no week yeah. road trip. We're going to have to take a good six weeks out. To pilgrimage. Go to, to do these pilgrimage. Because this is, again, as well, it's like we do feel really disconnected in this country, but we have so many ancient sites that are such a fucking high vibration. Yeah, we need to go exploring. Anyway yeah <laughs> continue telling us about the beauty of Imok. well no, I, I think thank you for sharing that and so she originally comes from ireland and she is this white woman with long fiery ginger hair and through the indentured servant she's then been taken to haiti and like new orleans so there are today orders like secret societies that will still you know venerate and um pay homage to her and these are african-american or afro-caribbean people who are doing this because they've sort of integrated this deity into their practices and while she's a deity in ireland in haitian voodoo um and louisiana voodoo um she's a lower so if you're familiar with voodoo um there are lowers um and they are they are sort of highly venerated i don't want to say deity because they're not like gods i guess in like greek terms the best thing would be like a demigod i don't know if you're a lot more familiar with bodu than i am please correct me on this um because i know that for sure they're not deities but they're like a step down but I guess lower is the word that we had used to describe that. And um, so she's come all the way from Ireland. And as a reflection of this heritage, she has like these green eyes, red hair. Um, but she's the keeper of the cemetery alongside Baron Samadhi. And she is this like sexual woman um, because sex is related to life sex you you can't have life without sex it's just the facts of life and she wears brightly colored clothes that are like purple and black and green and she has like she swears like a sailor which if you've ever um <laughs> if you've ever been to ireland <laughs> follows <laughs> um and she's really known as this sort of like mother figure which is really really beautiful really i think some of the most cross-culturally interesting things i've ever seen happen on this planet planet earth the fact that she was brought over to the caribbean to the americas um and this this white deity was taken on as like such a powerful spirit that she has a place within the pantheon i think that's fascinating just that is in and of itself. I never put two and two together, to be honest, with my mum Bridget and Bridget of the British Isles. I never thought about it. It's actually cr- and now I'm like, what the? That's mental, Nikki. Like, how could you not? But you're right. <laughs> yeah, you I'm, don't like. 
<laughs> it's like, how do I? Um, but it's so you're saying that as a lower, so Mama Bridget, she's um, a guardian of the cemetery. She's guardian of cemetery with Sawan, Baron, Baron Samadhi. And does she, because obviously the Bridget of Ireland is like all about fertility and healing and i mean you said she's about motherhood is there are there similar aspects with mama and bridget yeah there's still that aspect of healing and protection so she's okay. of both fire and water which i think is really fascinating she's like oh. this mutable being and mm. she's about life and death and um she's about sex i, I guess even putting sex and death as contrasts that creation of something and that ending of something she is this sort of like i don't know for me she feels like this like void like figure the void being everything comes from and goes to yeah i totally feel that when i talk about i get like tingly babe Um, you need to be doing some work with her then she's calling you like serious (laughs) yeah 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 definitely I, i think it's really interesting actually to think about bridget going over being taken over and then actually when she's in this new place where she has had to travel by water Mm -hmm. she's had to get there by water that journey that is taken obviously that terrible fucking journey by water she um like I just feel like that's a really interesting thing that maybe isn't connect isn't as connected to the the English version of Bridget Mm -hmm. like that and that what I mean by kind of mentioning this is the evolution of of what happens like so when we take I think Emma mentioned this to you actually yesterday like when we take something from somewhere else like then it changes and evolves because of the people and and their need and what's happening Mm. therefore in that country so it's like it does make sense for the mother energy to be the beginning and the end energy do you know what I mean it does make sense for if I brought you into this world I'll take you out I'll take you out um If you grew up in a Caribbean household, you fucking know that. (laughs) You know that phrase. Um, (laughs) That is Mammon Brigitte energy. But I want to take this moment to go on a PSA and a fucking rant because we've um, encountered a practitioner of our dear practice, Obia in the past, who has sort of tried to chastise us because our Obia isn't true Obia because it's got differences yeah that's kind of what fucking happens when you take a whole people across a place and traumatize them like the spirit of this thing evolves it's a Mm -hmm. a living breathing thing like transmutes and i think it's so fascinating in voodoo if you were to go to like i'm sure if we were talking to um we're talking to any voodoo practitioner that is in mainland Africa, in continental Africa, like they're not necessarily going to have this spirit in their pantheon. Would they then go to Haitians and say, oh, it's not true, true idea because you've got this white lady in there? In the same way, in Obia, we have Anima Sola, um, mm-hmm. once again, another European figure that has found her way through indentured servants into our practice and um is going to be honored or you know respected in a way that she wouldn't be in continental africa Mm -hmm. i just think it's so fascinating this change and how it evolves and grows when you add other people and other people's customs into the mix 100 percent. and i actually think it's a really beautiful thing because as human beings 
we are here to evolve. It's like we don't, we yeah. grow, we literally grow. You start as, as a baby, you grow the fuck up. <laughs> like it's like we're here to grow and to evolve and to learn. And I feel like limiting yourself in that way by going, this is from here and it works like that and only that. And there can yeah. be no evolution of that practice is actually crazy. It's like these practices will die. They will go away. They will fall away if they aren't able to evolve and grow with the people as the as we move through the earth, which we always have done. We are a nomadic yeah. fucking species. <laughs> like we didn't stay in Africa. If we'd have stayed in Africa, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, that that is it. Um, we are a nomadic species. It, it's only through the recency of Eurocentric hard borders. I say mm-hmm. recency, last couple of thousand years that we've put yeah. these things in place where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm from within this imaginary line that's drawn on a map and I'm from within this imaginary line. Um, you would have had a blurring and a blending and a, like gradation between peoples. Um, we've always been, um, been nomadic. You know, the Hawaiians, they were the Polynesians. They were seafaring people. They've got sweet potatoes there that came from like all the way in Peru. Um, <laughs> the Irish, they've got potatoes that have come from that part of the world. And the only reason curry is spicy is because of the horribleness of the Portuguese slave trade. But when you go back further, you know, silks didn't pop up from nowhere in England back in the early, early, early point of forming of this country. That would have come all the way through Asia, gone on the Silk Road, gone through the Middle East, gone through Europe to arrive at England. Like all mm-hmm. of this stuff has been so enmeshed with each other. I think w- what blew my mind and really shouldn't have blown my mind is that the indigenous people who lived on the Caribbean islands, they would have been traveling back and forth to the mainland of North and South America. They mm-hmm. They were trading. They they have pots that mm-hmm. were formed in one place that ended up in another. We are a nomadic species, and it's mm. only the powers that be that don't want us to be nomadic that put in front of us these like separations or these imaginary ways to hate one another. Um, I think if we can spend more time understanding how things move around. I think we'll each be a little more secure in our humanness, which is what we want to get to. Complete side note, but do you know, um, where is it? Antigua, next to Antigua, there's an island. And they celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I'm terrible at, I don't know anywhere in the world geographically. (laughs) I should know this because I remember when I was a kid, Montserrat, that was it. When I was a kid in Montserrat, um, there was a volcano that erupted and a lot of Montserratians were, you know, they became refugees as a result of that volcano. And I went to Antigua like years after this happened. And whenever you touched a car, there was just a thick layer of volcano dirt on the car. Um, Really bizarre. But they actually celebrate St. Patrick's Day because the indentured servants took over St. Patrick there. So um, you do see this sort of like Irish, these little bits of Irish popping up around either through indentured servants or um, unfortunately 
slave masters themselves. But the actual mm -hmm. culture that belongs to the people, that tends to pop up through the indentured servants. Mm -hmm. Well, look, I mean, I think this is a, also a really important point to make about uh, the Irish. Mm -hmm. Because it used to be no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. You know, so they're, they're, that, that connection of being a, an unloved and a used people Mm -hmm. is is actually massively there and it's quite it's, it's unsurprising actually yeah. to be honest like yeah sometimes when I meet Irish people I do feel like some of my Jamaican family it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they they did have this experience of when they came over to when they were coming over to Britain especially mm -hmm. after the Irish potato famine which was caused by the British monarchy caused by British politics mm -hmm. um these people were starved, starved out. And they, um, over this period of time, sort of, um, sort of up until the 1960s, not long ago, people would come over and they'd see on places that you could rent, no, no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. Mm -hmm. And I believe my husband's grandmother would have come over to that rhetoric. Um, so here in the UK, at least, I feel like, on the mainland British Isles, you feel like there's some kind of, there's an understanding that this history happened. I don't know what it's like in the Americas. I know that as soon as anyone gets taken to the Americas, that those sort of microaggressions and racism get like shaken up 100%. times 10. Not that it doesn't yeah, exist yeah, yeah. here. It's just over there, they're on basically ancient burial grounds. Of course, shit is going to be 10 times worse over there. Um, given their their violent history that took place on their soil, so I much of that like violent history. Yeah, so we go. On. No, you, you go, you go. So much. Of that no, I was just going to say, so much of that violent history didn't happen on this soil. So maybe yes. that's the the energetic element where it doesn't get talked about or recognised as much, or maybe it's just the British stiff upper lip where we just tell ourselves that certain things don't exist. That's a fucking great great point actually in that difference it's the castle grounds mm. difference it's like even if if you yeah I, yeah all, <laughs> I of the, all of the mixed it's so funny all of the mixed race kids that i went to school with growing up so many of them were like oh yeah i'm half irish <laughs> what is no, really? it about yeah so much in fact i knew a couple who were like mixed race and like irish dancers and I was always like, really? Why I get to... Yeah. Why did I get to Irish dance? That looks so fun. Oh, well, you married an Irish person. So you made that space for yourself in your life. The only reason <laughs> I married Chris is so when we have kids, they can, uh, I can put them in Irish dancing classes. <laughs> no, oh my God, you shit. have to do that. You have that to do that. That's, that's not why. That's not why I married my husband. <laughs> I want to make that very clear. She had a few reasons. That was just number one. <laughs> that that was <laughs> no. I I I think it's such a fascinating culture because it's one of the few remaining parts of this cult, this con this isle where they've managed mm -hmm. to hold on to the good they actually had before 100%. it came in. The Romans came in. It was Romanized, and then they spread like a fucking virus and mm -hmm. fucked over everyone else in the world. Basically. Okay. It's back to Imolk. 
<laughs> we went on a bit of an Irish rant. But it's all relevant. It's all relevant it because is. these these lowers, these deities, they ended up other parts of the world and our people have intro- integrated those into their practices. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's so fascinating to me. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Will you do anything, do you think, to celebrate Imolk or utilise those energies that are happening right now? I think I might have a go at making a cross out of some plant matter and mm-hmm. I may hang it over my door as protection because she's a lower of protection. And okay. um, I think, you know, lighting her colours are purple, green and black, lighting those mm-hmm. candles. I think I'm going to do something really simple like that and just invite her energy of protection into the home. Um voodoo style i think that's what i'm gonna do are you gonna do anything i just muted myself i think i'm going to steal your ideas (laughs) it's much better than what i was thinking about (laughs) what were you gonna do like a whole build a fire (laughs) build a fire i was gonna take all my clothes dance around (laughs) it's full moon babes what else to do (laughs) (laughs) may still do that may still do that i mean it's it's pretty well, cold it's pretty cold <laughs> i wanted to take this moment to talk about what we've got coming up and what's percolating at the moment so we are in the midst of creating a course and this course is going to be talking all about um the places you need to clear out before you get to this place of manifesting what you want in your life because i know so many of us are trying to bring in these new energies and welcoming these new energies but oftentimes there are things that we're not clearing out of the way first and then we're wondering why this manifestation works and we just like oh it just doesn't work it's just not a thing sometimes we can be standing in our own way and mm-hmm whether we realize it or not, whether we want to recognize it in that moment or not. And we want to create a space where you can self-inquire and get to the bottom of that to block bust that obstacle, those obstacles out of your way. So you can actually move forward into getting what you want out of your life. How does that sound? I mean, to me, it sounds fucking phenomenal (laughs) because this is, you know, this is a place that I sometimes I feel like we miss. We can go, okay, I'm going to manifest or I'm going to do the thing or even like, you know, I'm going to get better at therapy. (laughs) But there's a place, you know, of different of different work that you that you have to do. And, um, you know, I say that about therapy because basically when I was getting I was getting I've repeatedly been referred for CBT and then me told by the therapist that CBT will never work for me because. I'm highly functioning or whatever. Um, what I didn't realize is there's another therapy that they offer called DBT that they recommend to slot in before you do CBT. So this is kind of like that <laughs> in my brain. Like yeah. sometimes we can really jump at things. We go, I want that thing. So I'm, so I'm going to just jump at that thing. But actually you're not recognizing where you are really. And we're not saying you're not at a place where you could just manifest your fucking best life at all. But we're mm. saying that if you are, or if at some point you feel like that, this would be the course for you. This is where we're going to start to clear out those cobwebs so you can start to feel how you really feel, you know, the truth of your being. Yeah. Like, Even if you feel like you've, you're manifesting at 85%, 
Like, mm. let's be real. You're on this spiritual path because you're probably overly ambitious and this. <laughs> you're connected to the universe and you're always going to want more because you recognize you're an expansive being. You recognize you are limitless, but you feel the limitations. And that is frustrating to so many of us in the spiritual community. Like too many of us like that. So this, even if you've gotten so far, this will help to just act as a blockbuster and you can, you'll be able to use these techniques at any point in your journey again and again and again to push through and move on to the, the next point in your life. And you'll be, it'll be helping you to trust your intuition just that little bit better working with your intuition just that little more effectively so we're really excited to bring that out um and we're looking at springtime to send that in your direction so exciting so we're gonna be working hard guys keep listening keep up to date with where what we're doing get in touch is there anything else that you wanted to share about Imok, my love uh, no, nothing more. Just realize that this is the last opportunity of the spiritual year to blow out some cobwebs. Don't be too hard on yourself. And, you know, ask in for some of that sweet, sweet protection. Oh, yes, please. Bring it on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Afro Animus podcast with me, Jay Percy. And me, Nicola Wolf. And we will catch you next week, guys. Take care. Bye. Thank you, beautiful being of the multiverse, for joining us on the Afro Animist podcast. If you want to get stuck into the conversation or have a question about anything we speak about here, join our mailing list and find us on our socials. On TikTok and Instagram, find us at the Afro Animist podcast. On Twitter, you can find us at Afro Animist. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, you can also find this talk on YouTube. Just search for us and we will pop up as if by magic. If you're loving what we're talking about here, share, like and subscribe. And remember to leave us a thumbs up or five star rating on your favourite platform.